Am I doing this right? Wait, was that him? Is he choking? Oh my god, it's four. I think he might have pooped. Nose goes on the diaper change. I need to give him a bath. I am so tired. I ordered something else on Amazon. What's that weird rash? Do we let him cry? Do you think we need to call the doctor? What time do you think he should go down tonight? Oh my god, he's so cute. Siri, play wheels on the bus. Welcome to Probably Okay Parenting, a podcast where we process our roles as parents with humor, strong opinions, and frequent mishaps. Thanks for joining us today. Anytime. <laughs> oh. How you doing, Bri? I'm good. How are you how are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay. So today we're gonna start with our brief recap. We're gonna discuss one chapter of a book called The Everything Toddler Book. Mm. And we're gonna end obviously with our traditional high low weird. Okay, that sounds good to me. Break break recap. 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 Anything you wanna recap from the last week, Brian? Well, um, let's see, you know, we obviously have had family in and stuff like that, but no daycare over the last two weeks. So uh, yesterday was his first time back at daycare. We both went out to lunch, and it was a it was a refreshing day, shall I say? And uh, then you know, of course, we woke up again today at four thirty. So um, it was short lived, shall I say? But also very much appreciated, um, especially when I woke up at four thirty this morning. I was like, oh man, what a great lunch we had yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. It was nice to sit down and look at you and talk about things without getting interrupted and just a calm lunch. Does wonders for the soul. It does. It does wonders for the soul. So our toddler is 16 and a half months old. And for the loyal listeners out there, you've heard us go on a lot about our sleep woes, back and forth, roller coaster up and down over the last several months. And we had him on a real good sleep schedule. And uh, sad to say, the 4.30 a.m. wake-ups are back. Yeah, they have returned. Um, You know, it is what it is. I feel like we are used to it some mornings, and then other mornings we're like, oof, you know. So I think yesterday was the first time that he had that. Um, This is actually before he went to daycare. So it's not like he went to daycare, and then the next day it was like, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's been tough. We let him cry for an hour each morning, 4.30 to 5.30. Pediatrician recommended, by the way. No, right. I, we weren't just like, uh, forget about this. Kid. But an hour is my limit. The pediatrician said don't go in till 6. But yeah, we were like, an hour yeah. is my limit, and I think that's fair. And it's just not a great way to start the day, let me for tell you. No. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't want to get up. Like You can hear even in the way that he's... Like it's not a cry. He's just like, you know what I mean. (laughs) So, it it sounds like he's really tired. And then we ended up putting him down, like just to see around like seven or something, which is just random. But he meaning seven a.m. like after he had gone. Oh, to try to get a nap in, yeah. But he and he went down for like a little bit. So I don't know what's going on with this guy. He's tired. I, I hope he had another good day at daycare today, but then we'll have him this weekend, so hopefully he'll be able to just sleep, take some good naps. I don't know. Reset. So, obviously, we've had him home with us, which has been really nice, and I'm trying to find activities for him, keep things interesting. We've had a lot of play dates, oh. which I'm thankful for. Other kids around the same age, either we go there, they come here. It's fun. 
Or it's not other. I guess another option would be to go to a third party location. Yeah, like the library or something. Yeah, library. So it's not like they play together, you know, which I think is fine for this stage. Yeah, they're they're sixteen ish months. <laughs> but it is definitely more entertaining for him to be playing next to another toddler than to just have boring old mom. So that's been nice. Boring old mom. He also loves to like. That sounds creepy, but he he loves to watch other children play as well. That does sound creepy. (laughs) But it's true. Like, when we go to the playground, he's just thrilled to just kind of, like, be standing amongst the, you know, crazy. The hoi polloi. Is that what the word is? I think it fits. I don't know about all that. One thing with the play date is I never know, like, when someone comes here for a play date, is the expectation that there's, like, activities. We're going to do this craft. We're going to bake this special treat. Magicians coming at 2.30. <laughs> I don't really have all that going on. It's like, here are the toys. We've gone to a few people's houses where they're like, oh, we've got this activity and this activity. All that's fun. I love it. But my guy, I don't think, is quite ready for that. It's like, my guy. He's happy to get the toy vacuum cleaner and just go to town and uh, we'll call it a play date. Yeah, that is tough. I mean, how do you define those expectations? Like, there's no standard, right? So it's not like you can say to the other parent, like, hey, what's your expectation here? You know, if, if you're coming over, you <laughs> want me to have like a puzzle out or, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now that seems like that would be a little extra. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what? so how, who defines these standards? And I we guess haven't, the host, you know. We haven't yet met that person, but I feel like there's that person out there that we're going to go to their house and they're going to have like... Stations. All kind of stations. Set well, up. I mean, I probably will be that when he's a little older. Let's just uh, be honest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but now, no. Not so much. Fair enough. So I think the last major update that we have is just that we've been having a lot of food struggles. Mm. Um, this guy has changed his eating habits significantly lately. Yeah, from eating everything to not really eating anything. <laughs> right. So for our main segment today as we head into parenting news. Parenting news. We're going to be talking about the Everything Toddler book. From tantrums to potty training, practical advice to get you and your toddler through the formative years. This is written by psychologist Linda Sauna. She writes a lot of books about childhood development. And we're going to be talking specifically about Chapter 9 entitled Food Fiesta. I, I f- Personally, we don't know Linda, but I do feel like Linda probably would prefer us to refer to her as Dr. Linda Sonner. That's fair. That's fair. She earned those three letters. Linda Sonner, PhD. Excuse me. So basically, at the beginning of this chapter, she reassures parents that basically babies grow at a really fast rate from zero to 12 months. You know, our guy went from seven and a half pounds when he was born to at his one year appointment. I think he was about 70 pounds. (laughs) He was almost 30. So... That's a lot in one year. Yeah. And then once they hit the, about that 12-month mark, the growth slows significantly. Mm. So it's very common what we're experiencing that the food intake would slow down, that he's not as interested in food. It's just surprising because that's kind of been our guy's like favorite activity <laughs> True. for it's many months. Abrupt. It feels abrupt, yes. So one thing right off the bat that she, she suggests is instead of doing three big meals is moving to like a 5 small meals a day mm. structure. I think that would work for him actually because he he really likes also sitting in the chair and just like snacking on stuff. Yeah. But I could see that working for him. He's a grazer. So maybe we could try that cuz basically an overview of the issues we've been having is 
he kind of nibbles a little on breakfast, not that interested in lunch and dinner. He, it, it's a struggle to even get yeah. him to put anything in his mouth. And, you know, I do just want to let the listeners know that he has a live-in private chef <laughs> in May. So, you know, it's not like uh, we're not trying every possible food under the sun here. And he, all of his staples, like he loves sweet potato um you know he waffles, waffles cheese all yes. that stuff now he's not really into it he'll like hold a piece of cheese for like 10 minutes and yeah and be then like, be okay, like I'm get good. me out of this high chair yeah right so i was gonna read an excerpt do you mind reading an excerpt i would love to okay from table to tummy for a decade parents were told to let youngsters decide what to eat Adults were instructed to put the food on the table and then sit back, relax, and let nature take its course. Wait, hold on. Before you finish reading, you're like going to read this whole paragraph you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Listeners, you might want to, you know, just put your paying attention ears on. Wow. I thought you were going to say skip ahead. No, no. I was going (laughs) to say skip ahead, but I didn't realize that now we're like, you know, participating in Dr. Linda's lecture portion, basically. <clears throat> but okay, go, okay. I'm sorry. Go on, go on, go on. According to a widely publicized study, when little ones were offered a selection of nutritious foods and allowed to eat whatever they wished without parental interference, although they might fill up on potatoes for a meal or two, over the course of a week, they consumed a diet that would make a nutritionist smile. Mm. The media urged parents to stop worrying and back off, reassuring them that if tots were allowed to follow their instincts, they would consume what their bodies needed. Oh, wow. That, okay. That was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. That, well, okay. I think that's packed with inf- interesting information. Yeah. So one thing, and I've heard people say this recently to me, is you have to think about toddler nutrition by the week, not by the day. So you have to think about by him getting his nutrients that he needs within a week instead of like mm. just one day. He didn't eat so great today. Ah. Oh, that's a great suggestion because I, I definitely find myself falling into the day to day like, oh, my God, he didn't have any like significant amount of protein today. Right. right. But if I think about it in a week, he probably does get plenty of protein. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's usually eggs. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I do. All right. So one thing I think we struggle with is when he's like grunting or what making sounds that he's done and there's still a plate full of food and he's like get me out of here after i've like prepped and cooked a meal for an hour that's true you got really sad the other day do you remember i I, oh you might have blocked it so yeah oh yeah actually that reminds me so the other day when we were talking about this um like kind of this concept i was just saying like oh man he really needs protein so i was thinking like what is going to get this kid the most protein just bang for our buck Mm -hmm. and i was thinking about this as we were you know obviously passing the meat area of the grocery store now allison's vegetarian so not going to participate in this but i was like you know what i'm gonna get this kid a steak you know he's never had a steak he's very young let's try it you know and i personally don't really eat beef um you know very much maybe like once twice a year tops Mm -hmm. so uh very out of the norm for me so i was like all right let's try it um so you know made him this beautiful steak and obviously uh just cooked to absolute perfection um made him you know sweet potato other things and i think i also made like a pasta for him as well didn't want any of it like absolutely couldn't want any of it um and even like the next day when i tried to give it some to him um because you know i was feeling discouraged that first night he was just pushing the plate away yeah you were pretty upset it was sad, it was <laughs> sad. Yeah. i just realized don't take it personally well i realized also like why am i doing all this prep right now when i don't know if he ever will truly appreciate 
you know, cooking like a home, I'm sure maybe at some point he'll appreciate a home cooked meal, but it's certainly not going to be when he's 16 months old. So. Right. So something that Dr. Linda Sonner stresses is that it takes eight to 10 ex- exposures on a new food oh. for a toddler to want to try it or to That's like expensive. it. That's expensive. So I got to <laughs> I gotta buy him 10 steaks before he. OK, well, yeah. Good That's point. interesting. All right. So we got to reserve like caviar and lobster and things like that for maybe later in life. Yes. Okay. So Dr. Linda Sonner also gives some suggestions on how to end a meal or how to know when a meal is over. <laughs> this meal has ended. Well, actually, literally the first one is announce that since he's not eating, the meal is ending and you're going to take the plate away. That I never understand when they're like 16 months old that I'm going to say, sir. Now that you've decided not to eat this meal, I'm going to take your plate away. Like the we say, the meal is over. Every time, I think it's just about getting in the habit, getting in the practice, and then he'll start to associate those words with, "Okay, my food's being taken away." How about just all done, or like something a little more basic than a paragraph? You know what I mean? True, true. All right. So then she says, if he doesn't begin aiming the food toward his mouth on cue, wait, where else would he aim it? Well, uh, have you seen our son eat? Because he feeds it to the dog. He throws it on the floor. Oh, he puts yeah, it on puts his it head. In his eye. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Then he may not have understood your command and then demonstrate Ooh. by removing the plate. What do you mean command? Not command. Sorry. Your announcement that the meal is ending. Well, what does Dr. Linda say? I just told you. She says command? Oh. Or were you paraphrasing Dr. Linda and pretending? I was paraphrasing. Oh, no. You can't paraphrase and pretend to read Dr. Linda's words. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was just trying to draw back to the earlier point because we had like a little aside and I didn't know if people would remember. I see what you're saying, but the word command is very aggressive language. And I, I'm not sure that Dr. Linda would agree with the word command. She probably wouldn't. Okay, moving on. I do, hey, Dr. Linda, I just want to let you know I'm looking out for you. If he fusses when you're removing the plate, assume he is still hungry and return the plate to him. If he resumes playing with the food instead of eating, offer to feed him. So like sometimes I do physically pick up his fork and try to get it in his mouth. Uh If he eats or allows himself to be fed, wait to remove the plate until the next time he begins playing with the food. Offer water if he cries and reassure him that he will be served again at snack time or the next meal. Okay, I feel like we do all of those things. I think so, too. Though, With the exception of the last one, assuring your patron that he will be provided a meal <laughs> at the next opportunity. And by the way, here's the check whenever you're ready, sir. Yeah, seriously. Okay, here's one of her suggestions that I think you're going to have a field day with, knowing you. Dr. Linda says, Oh, boy, Dr. Linda. Toddlers as young as 15 months should be able to help with the following chores. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And by the way, our guy, just a reminder, is 16 and a half months. So he should be expected to do these things. Are I you ready? I cannot wait. Mow the lawn. Number one, scrubbing fruits and vegetables. Scrubbing fruits and vegetables. It Please says, tell me how he's going to do Since a brief that. rinse in water is all that's required. This is an easy that's one for toddlers. That's not true. First of all, that's not true. All right. Well, take it up with Dr. Linda. Next, pouring water. Let them pour water a cup at a time into the pot that will be used for boiling pasta, rice, eggs, vegetables, or cooked cereal. Keep them away from the stove. Hmm. And let them work with cold to lukewarm water only. Okay. Spreading. Let them use a plastic knife to spread peanut butter or cream 
cheese on celery sticks. What are we talking Wait about? Wait for the next here? one. The How next is Dr. <laughs> Lin- what kind of toddlers is Dr. Linda working with? And the she's next like, one? Put the schmear on the bagel, kid. <laughs> the next one is making omelets. <laughs> oh my God. I like feel like. For those of you who are home cooks out there, like making an omelet is kind of like, you know, you're chasing a dragon, basically. She says on here, let them sprinkle shredded cheese onto the eggs. No, I'm not. First of all, I'm not taking cooking tips from Dr. (laughs) Linda. Okay. Second of all, like uh, to make a good omelet takes like years of practice, basically. So the idea that he's going to just sit down and sprinkle some cheese. It doesn't matter. Also, let me ask this. How are we making this omelet if not over a stove? Well, that's why she's saying put the finished omelet on a plate and then let him sprinkle cheese on it. That's not an omelet. Next, cleaning the counter. Toddlers. Here we go. <laughs> hey, kid, here's this Windex. Have a, have a ball. Toddlers can wipe down the counter with a damp dish rag or sponge. She does add, not that you'll end up with a clean counter for the first year or two or even three. So how is this helping with chores? Focus on the participation guy, not the result. Mm. That's like what we were talking about last time. It's all about the adventure. Braise the the effort. So maybe we need to do a better job of uh, having him hold his own in this house. I'm happy to just, I mean, I'll tell you, honestly, one chore that he legitimately does Mm -hmm. is he will take the like dry Swiffer. Yep. And go like up and down the hallway with that a thousand times which is awesome love that that's pretty much the only chore he can do he could vacuum because he loves the toy vacuum but the sound of the actual vacuum just frightens him to death so can't exactly do that not yet all right next she has a lot to say about a problem we've been having which we've been talking about a lot refusal to eat um this now she talks about toddlers who will only eat certain things like only cheese or only waffles Our guy used to do that, but now we're having trouble even getting him to eat his favorite things. So she says there are two distinctly opposite but equally valid ways of approaching this problem. Are you ready to hear them? Hold on. Okay, now I'm ready. The first way is to eliminate all food struggles by serving what your child wants. If a war for control... chocolate bars. If a war for control is driving the resistance, catering to toddler demands eliminates the toddler's need to battle over food. Then supplement his diet with vitamin tablets, milk, and fruit juice to maintain nutrition. Mm. Okay, that's number one. I know we have some feelings about that. The second way is to ignore the child's demands, serve what you will, and wait until hunger motivates him to eat. Mm. The refusal to eat a well-balanced meal often stems from snacking. Some toddlers constrict their diets to the point that it seems that if it were up to them, they'd only eat one or two things, such as grilled cheese sandwiches, hamburgers, or whatever. So where do you fall in those two solutions? Uh, I mean, my tendency is to go with the latter rather than the former because I personally, just in my own experience working with children, have seen that kids are like exactly that. I only eat mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. And then that extends to like, you know, they're 10 years old and they only eat mac and cheese. So I think personally, you want to just put the food on the plate. You don't have to have a big conversation about it. Yes. If they eat it great if they don't eat it sorry bro that's what's for dinner you know we can try again at breakfast and i'm happy to take your you know input under consideration little guy but um this is what we're making for dinner right yeah all right we can keep trying that and see how it goes so she talks a lot about sweets 
and how some parents are determined never to allow candy or sweets so that their kids don't develop a taste for sweets. But a lot of times that backfires. And we've had a lot of conversations about this. I heard someone while we were pregnant, I heard someone say that they didn't give their kid any sweets until they were two. Mm. And I immediately thought, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, you really latched on to that one. Because my thought is if he my doesn't. My thought is. If he doesn't know it exists, like let's take advantage of this time. He doesn't realize sweets are a thing. So why don't we take advantage mm. by giving him more healthy things and not really worrying about it? He's going to learn, obviously, that there's cake and cookies and ice cream, and we'll have to figure it out then. But, well, he doesn't, like, I just feel like we should get the most out of this time as possible. It was my thinking. But Dr. Linda says basically it can backfire, and then when they start to have it, they're like, oh, my goodness. Right. I mean, you have a major sweet tooth. Major. Um, among the strongest sweet teeth of anyone I've ever met. So mm-hmm. what do you attribute that to? Hmm, I don't know. I'd have to ask my mom about my eating habits as a toddler, where it all began. I mean, you definitely, you were not denied sweets growing up. No, that's true. So I don't really know. One thing I have thought a lot about as it relates to food, and I'm interested to hear your opinion on this, because you, you and I have talked about this in our own lives. Like growing up, we were quite privileged to be able to, you know, eat Oreos on a whim, like that kind of stuff. Like what I consider an after-school snack, for instance, would be, like, a bag of Doritos, two Pop-Tarts, and, like, uh, 11, you know, Oreos with a glass of whole milk. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And you're a thin guy. You know, you've never been overweight. So what I'm saying is, like, if I think back, kind of, again, thinking about the macro instead of the micro, like, probably that was not the best thing that I could have done for my digestive system long-term. But... You know, it's probably okay, like as it relates to, you know, your overall nutritional health and everything. So I do think that there's a lot of merit behind, like, if he only eats American cheese for the next two weeks right now, it's probably not the best for him. But if that's the only thing he eats, that's the only thing he eats. Big picture. Yeah. By the time he's, you know, 16 years old, we're not even going to remember. Like, oh, yeah, remember that one time in December that he wouldn't eat anything? Except when we listen to this podcast. So true. Okay. So Dr. Linda ends this food fiesta chapter of the Everything Toddler book with a section called Restaurant Survival. Oh, joy. I can't wait to hear this (laughs) because... We basically have just written off going to restaurants at this point. It's hard. To the point where like we're kind of there's been some times where we're like basically walking out the door and we're like, wait a second. Why are we doing? Why are we doing this? This this doesn't make any sense. We're going to go to a restaurant right now. Even that that even extends to like friends and stuff like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, that would be so fun if we could go to this place with them. And then we're like, oh, you know what? Let's just have them over. Yeah, just just come here. So basically she just says. Good luck. Pretty much like the message of this section of the chapter pretty much says you're a parent so you can no longer have fun at restaurants. Mm. It will not be relaxing. It will not be enjoyable. And that's just your life. Now, that's my very reductive summary, but that's basically the idea. I appreciate you making that distinction that this is not Dr. Linda's words. Not her words. But yeah, but that's your gist. That's your reading of it. Well, one sentence directly from the chapter says parents shouldn't expect to relax while toddlers entertain themselves. So basically, don't put your feet up and have a glass of wine while your kid plays. That's just not reasonable. And I'll extend that to say it's also unfair probably to the other patrons. Yes. yes. Now, there are times maybe where uh, in the future we could do like um, a mom's table and then, you know, 
that kind of thing. Like if we go out with another couple, we can oh, like yeah, alternate. Alternate? Shoot. Yeah. I'll just hang out by myself. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So basically her tips, nothing earth shattering, but she says basically as soon as you sit down, ask for something, crackers or bread, like immediately don't wait because waiting is usually when the problems happen. Mm. Um, if you're bringing a toy, bring something new and different that they haven't seen that's hopefully going to be a little more interesting than like the wine glass or salt shaker on the table, but it's probably not going to be. And um, yeah, toddlers just have to have something to do. Don't be unrealistic and think that they're just going to sit and wait because they I, ain't. I agree. I, I think it's unfair probably to sit down at your table and be like, oh, where's the bread at, Lucille? You know what I no, mean? No, but you can ask nicely. I agree, but I think you're better off showing up with the snack sure oh because yeah because you course. don't you don't know what's going on and they're gonna they might be like uh you know this is chipotle i don't know what to tell you or whatever <laughs> so with that you have to come prepared so yes and then she does include one sentence that made me wonder about dr linda's experience she says oh wait what is it are you about to uh throw some shade no 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 shade it's just made my imagination run wild oh, thinking about you're like because I, I wonder about her experience like no maybe no no she's not really a phd no i think she's experienced i just think she probably had a negative experience oh, relating I to see, this I one see, sentence see, she see, says yes. be careful to keep your voice down when chastising your toddler parental nagging is often louder and more incessant than an occasional whine from a toddler and hence more disruptive to other patrons oh i totally agree and there is a performative aspect i feel like very often sometimes um, and now i have a very sensitive cringe um button shall we say so (laughs) when i am at a restaurant or something and you see like the parent looking around and also um what's the word like trying to discipline their child i don't know about chastising but definitely disciplining um you can there's a performative aspect to it where you feel like they maybe don't normally have this level of discipline around like a non-restaurant environment or something. Or just not around other people. A phrase you often hear is, remember, we talked about this. Exactly. And you're like, who are you saying this for, me or your child? But I think along with what we are saying earlier, just like going to a restaurant or just like trying foods for the first time, like you do have to practice and you do have to try and introduce your child if if you're going to be going out to restaurants or whatever. Try and find like a diner that opens really early, that kind of thing that you can go with your child like a number of times. So maybe they kind of get to know the space. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're lucky and we haven't done this yet, maybe like hopefully like the staff may eventually recognize you and like, f- you know, forgive you. Like I could say, how many times do you go into restaurants that you well, think this is going to happen? I'll tell you, I think that that's part of our. Uh, like lack of success here is if we took him to a place more regularly mm-hmm. maybe we would have more success because he would be more used to it rather than like oh now we're at some italian restaurant and now we're at a diner at a diner mm-hmm. not just well like i said not that we do these things at all no anymore. not really we're gonna end our main segment i just need to read how she closes the food fiesta chapter okay is she calling it the food fiesta yeah oh cool okay i've only said that like 10 times. So. I wasn't sure if you made that Thanks up, for listening. And I was like, are you just calling it food fiesta? So she says, <laughs> basically she's talking about how like you shouldn't just relax while your toddler entertains themselves. Right. Um, basically close monitoring is imperative. Okay. This is the end of the whole chapter. Ready? If a sign forbids children under a certain height from entering an area, believe it. On the other hand, 
Ignore the signs prohibiting big people from entering if your toddler is in a potentially dangerous situation. Climb on in and stage a rescue. What does that even mean <laughs> at all? What? That's a very strange ending. I think she's saying basically, like, let's say you're at Chuck E. Cheese and it says, only people less than 40 inches allowed in this area. And your kid goes in there and is playing. And then they're like, ah, help! I, my foot is jammed. Oh, she's saying basically, you should go in and save your kid. Don't I say, well, see. I'm over 40 inches, so I guess I can't go in. I see what you're saying. Okay, that makes sense. Um... I thought it was like, you know that place in Las Vegas where it's like if you're over 450 pounds, then your meal is free or something like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, it's a very famous place um, on Fremont Street. But anyway, I thought that's what you were talking about. And I was like, hmm, our guy might be able to go there. <laughs> but He's close. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I Thanks can't say that tip. I've seen a restaurant around us though where it's like you must be this tall to enter well like a mcdonald's play place i think that kind of a thing i'm too much of a germaphobe all right well that was our segment on the everything toddler book i have a feeling we're going to review some other chapters in the future but Mm -hmm. we can maybe take some of those suggestions and help with our feeding woes i like the segment just full transparency you know this is a good segment today yeah it's nice it's nice it's a nice but listeners, as always, let us know what you think. Yeah, give us your feedback. Be like, Let's this sucks. go into our high-low weird, shall we? High-low weird. Okay, let's do it. Let's start with our low. What was your low of the week? Okay, so my low, as Brian mentioned at the top of the episode, we've had a lot of time with our guy over the last two weeks. We're kind of finishing the holiday season now. No daycare. Uh, we've been off of work. So a lot of time. And he already had a good amount of mom clinginess, a little separation mm. anxiety from me. But I, I feel like with this. being with him all this time has just exacerbated it sure. times 10,000. We're at the point where he's got to be clinging to me constantly. And he's always been attached to me, but it's really, 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 really strong now. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And my choices are to walk away for even a second and listen to just screaming, crying, tears flowing. Or just let him be clinging to me the whole time. Yeah. I don't know that I always make the right decision. Sometimes I just can't, can't listen to the screaming and crying. So I just say, okay, okay, I'm just going to sit here. You can sit on my lap. Sometimes he's just playing quietly, like happily, back turned to me. I happen to be sitting like behind him. Oh, this happened this morning. I don't think he can see me. He's so involved in the little music toy or yeah, book or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. And I slowly yeah, tiptoe away. Quietly back away. So soft. And boom. He notices immediately and he turns and then just wails. And I wasn't That even was great storytelling. Touching him. I was just there, closer to him, but he will not accept it. So that's been hard and mm. trying on me. And like I said, I don't know that I handle it great all the time. I don't really know how to mm. get out of it. That's hard because he also can't communicate fully, you know, yes. So or like communicate his needs mainly. So that's a hard situation. Yeah. So maybe next week we'll read a chapter on separation anxiety. Mm. Yeah. What was your low, Bri? Well, it's kind of related to that. There was one particular morning. Now, our dog also has separation anxiety, and both Mm -hmm. the dog and our child really latch onto uh, you for these separation anxiety episodes, shall I say. So uh, if you remember in a previous episode, maybe our last episode, we were talking about how we've been trying this new um, 
I was going to say sleep schedule, but no, like morning schedule where yes. you've been getting up first with him, getting him started. And then after we'll say 30 minutes, then I come in and then you leave for approximately 90 minutes. But anyway, um, shade JK, JK, JK. So, um, but yeah, so I could just hear, you know, uh, not that there's any husbands that listen to this, but you know, husbands out there when you just wake up and you're in the other room with the door closed, but you can just like hear slash feel just a vibe there's a vibe you know what i'm saying <laughs> no you're like Oof, all right i gotta i gotta go bust up this vibe <laughs> so then you you know i went into the kitchen and i was definitely right it was just like you had this look on your face like save me and <laughs> the dog's running up to you and like staring at you our son is running up to you and like won't let go of you and he's crying and she's like whimpering or whatever. So you just basically hit the eject button and ejected yourself <laughs> from the room. It was just like, it was like wrestling match. You just tagged me in and you're like, all right, I'm out. Bye. Yep. And that's, that aspect was not the low, but just the, the fact that that was the situation because I feel like I was definitely celebrating that we we're over that time. Like, I feel like we had gotten over that time because, because he was sleeping in and like we we're having so many great mornings then. Yep. And then almost the realization the other day of like, oh, we're still on this roller coaster. We back sleep. here. So that was that's probably my low of the week. What about your high of the week? OK, my high was just the sweetest thing. I was sitting with him. He was in my lap, which is his favorite place to be. And we were reading a book. And I wouldn't say that he's super excited about books. Yeah, he can get like two, three pages in at a time. Yeah, and then he loses interest, but I'll take it. Um, we were sitting there and reading and looking at the pictures. And then he goes and closes the book, which he often does. When he's done, he just like shuts <laughs> yeah, the book. We're done now. Walks away. But he closed it and he said, all done. And mm. he said, all done. And it was so cute. And I was like, wait a second. I'd never heard him say that before. And in the correct context, no less. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I think he just said all done. And you were like, no, no, no. He's just making sounds. But then he kept he did it in other contexts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. More books. He did it at the end of his bath. He said it like he definitely knows it means something is done and we're moving on to the next thing. Oh, man, what a joy. Yeah, I think because we're in the phase right now where he's starting to learn new words, there's just like anytime he even hints at a new word, we're like, oh my God, like another one that he said was, because we always say night night. Yes. He said night night. And we're like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, he puts his head down and he kind of smiles. And he, and goes, he might do night. it on the floor. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he doesn't have to be in bed. He'll just lay down on the carpet and be like, night night. <laughs> but so uh, fun. yeah, no, that's great. My high, um, not that you asked. Well, but, you, I was about <laughs> but to. My high was uh, I am a library junkie. Like I love the library. Um, so we checked out our local public library. Now we had been there before, but we had just been there sort of briefly. Um, but they have a really excellent children's section. Um, there's just like lots of activities and obviously not that he's age appropriate yet, but there's like tons of kids books and all that stuff. I mean, it's a library, but it happens to be a really good library. So, um, yeah, just really jazzed about that basically. And I look forward to him participating in like some of the community programs and things they have going on there, like story time and, and all that stuff. So, um, not sponsored by the li- library, but definitely, um, you know, plugging, you go to check out your local library. You would be shocked at the number of activities and things they have going on for kids and all times of days throughout the week. Like 
you know, you could do story time at 9 or 10 a.m. on like a Thursday, which, you know, obviously if you're working, that doesn't work. But, you know, there's a lot of activities, especially during these downtime periods where daycares are not open, you know. Spokesperson Brian for the library. Heck yeah. So I'm going to post this on the Instagram post, probably okay, parenting on Instagram. Uh, we took him to the children's section of the library and he just wanted to play with the toys, of course, not so interested in the books yet, but he took this bucket and put it over his head and just proceeded to walk around the entire children's area with the bucket on his head. And I just thought, mm, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I guess he's just not into books yet. Well, well the other thing that's so funny is that we've talked about this too um, on the pod, but he has a number of eccentricities that I feel like uh, he has gleaned from us, just like yelling into cups and just like various silly behaviors, trying to wear everything as a hat. So um, that one really, that slayed me when I just turned around and saw him doing that. I was like, oh, first of all, obviously my OCD was just on fire because of germs. But at the same time, I was definitely laughing a lot yes. because it was so silly. And at, like the library is a very, um, there's a sense of decorum perhaps in the library. Not in the children's section. I agree with, but well, I agree to a certain extent, but there's a, it, I feel like he exceeded the level of silliness that we were seeing from everyone else at the library in that moment. And mm-hmm. so it was just very out of place. And I, I definitely lulled. That's funny. What was your weird? Oh, back to me for the weird. All right. My weird, it's actually when we went out to lunch, you know, um, I ordered a beer and then um, basically the server came with the beer and then the hostess then like a few minutes later came with another beer. But then she realized like that I had already been served this beer. So instead of just saying, oh, you know what, here's this one. She's like, oh, you know, basically kind of just stumbled her way through the rest of that sentence and then put it back on the bar. And then the whole rest of the meal, we were like, is she like if I order another beer, is she going to give me that beer? Like, how's this going to go down? Basically. So. Then out of the corner of your eye, or excuse me, no, our server comes back and I'm like, sure, you know what? I'll get another beer. Like, you know what? Our kids at daycare, we're, we're really, we're, we're at lunch right now. Let's do it. So, um, then you see out of the corner of your eye, that second beer that they had already poured, they just poured like a little bit off the top and then refilled it with just like a splash of new beer. So it looked like it was a fresh beer. And I've never had that happen to me at a restaurant. So I know unrelated to our child or parenting in general, but probably the weirdest thing that's happened to me in a very long time. Okay. Well, thank you for (laughs) sharing. (laughs) What's my weird that relates to this podcast topic and our child? I thought we were doing our hospitality podcast. Oh, no, no, no. That recording session's next. Oh, okay. Okay, so mine, the other day, I don't know if you remember, actually it was yesterday, our guy's first day back in daycare, Mm -hmm. Uh, we're getting back into the morning routine, getting him ready, getting out the door, you know, it's a whole effort. Of course, federal production. our daycare teacher had been gone for a week, and I knew she had some, like, flight troubles, so she got in really late the night before, so we're like, oh, let's get her a coffee on the way, and... uh, of course, Brian is a Starbucks junkie, so he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to order one for myself, too. Or, you know, get me this one. So, obviously, mobile order its the only way to do it. Put in the mobile order because we're, like, just about to be out the door, okay? Uh, first of all, before we can go any further, I just want to say, like, I'm not a big fan of Starbucks, but I will just say, like, as a company... 
But I will say as far as like convenience and being able to get a not disgusting cup of coffee quickly. When I say coffee, I mean hot chocolate with a splash of coffee. <laughs> Sugary um, drink. <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, shameless, okay. shameless Starbucks. You plug. needed to they, really defend yourself. Not that they really, you know, not that they need our help per se, but. So anyway, I put in the mobile order because our guy's like getting his coat on, shoes on. We're like about oh, yeah, right. to leave. Put it in for the daycare teacher for Brian's sugary who knows what mix and i press order and at that moment our child projectile vomits oh yeah (laughs) all over the floor that's right how could i forget because it was literally on my feet the weird part of it is that the first thought i had very quickly was is he okay and then as soon as i realized he's fine my second thought was no the starbucks drinks oh i thought you were gonna say no about him being able to go to daycare no he was fine it was just a weird fluke but i was like i shouldn't have pressed order like i should know better at this point we should be in the car because there's always something that's gonna delay yeah that's true but you know what can you do that was definitely a, a co weird of the week for me as well because like oh you mean not the like random that beer was story definitely you just told more weird but anyway by it by an exponent that was more weird but Anyway, so, yeah, we were just, like, standing at the top of the stairs ready to go. You were getting ready, so you didn't even witness it, unfortunately. But right. it was like a fire hose, shall I say. Um, and I don't know what was going on with that. We were like, is he sick? But he, it was a kind of a fluke. I don't know if he would just, like, drank too much milk or something. I don't really know. But it was gross to clean up. Not fun. Well, thanks for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say any time, but no. Thank you so much for listening. Like we always remind you on Instagram at probably okay parenting, some supplemental materials to this amazing episode you can find there. Give us a like, give us a comment, or just text me what you thought of the episode. That's wonderful too. If you're getting ready to leave the house and right before you leave your child, projectile vomits all over the place. If Dr. Linda punishes you for scolding your child in a restaurant if dr linda punishes you for incorrectly paraphrasing her if you don't have that many activities set for a play date if you're waking up at 4 30 in the morning still and you just don't understand why it's probably okay